What is good, everybody? It's Jay North, the Northern Exposure Podcast. I hope everybody has been doing well, staying healthy. And if you're just coming off a long Thanksgiving weekend, I hope you had a wonderful weekend with friends and family filled with turkey, pie, booze, and laughter. And maybe, oh, just maybe, a little bit of football. And what kind of football am I talking about? All of it, duh. You can like American football and European football, too, at the same time. Yes, you can. Just in case you're sleeping under a rock, the 2022 FIFA World Cup is underway. Big game coming up for the U.S. Last game of the group stage against Iran. Real simple. Win, and they're in. So I will have that on record uh, because, unfortunately, with the World Cup being such a big time difference in Qatar, uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon here Eastern, uh, I'm in work still, so we will be missing uh, that as far as watching it live goes. And I'm going to record it, but it'll be really tempting not to just pull out the old phone and uh, get the old score update. Uh, but anyway, this episode, what's it about? It's about stress. What? Why would you do such a thing to us, Jay North? Why would we talk about stress? Well, because we all are faced with that shit. Uh, depending on what you're going through, you got your holidays coming up. You've got, you know, family quarrels, work crap, kids, crazy hectic schedules, and stress is everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's funny when you're a little kid and adults are like, don't grow up too fast. I'm telling you, don't grow up too fast. I'm telling you, you're a little kid, you're looking at the adults, you're like, but that's where I want to be. Fuck, we made a mistake. What is stress? Stress is defined as a state of mental or emotional strain caused by adverse circumstances. At one point or another, most people deal with feelings of stress on a daily basis. <laughs> In fact, one study found 33% of adults reported experiencing high levels of perceived stress. So many stress factors in the world. There's your family pressure. There's your financial pressure. There's your career pressure. There's your relationship pressure. Uh, some people just don't maintain their relationships at all and just stay, you know, they say, fuck all. And uh, they do them on the online. Good for you. Um, but that's not real. And so there's all this stress around you in the world. And it is a silent killer. We know this. Stress is the reason for anxiety. Stress is the reason for uh, heart attacks, stroke, hypertension, all this other uh, bad health shit that can happen to you. And your boy has to be honest, I have found myself stressing out more and more. Like the older I get, the higher the stress gets. I don't know why, but there's just more at stake, you know, as you, as you keep moving along in life. So the biggest thing I don't know how you completely avoid stress. I mean, I know some family members that are retired that, you know, they look like they're doing pretty good. And I'm sure their stress levels have come down greatly uh, because once you take that element out of life, I got to imagine that'll cut into your stress by at least 50%. Uh, you know, you're not dealing with a dickhead boss. You're not dealing with shitty working conditions. You're just not married to a time clock for 40 plus hours a week. I got to imagine that makes a difference in your mental state of things. However, stress is still there. It's still there. We've got shit that we got to deal with. Holidays are coming up. You got that stress, making plans, seeing people, buying the presents, making the food, hosting the party. <coughs> Excuse me as I'm choking over here, drinking my cranberry juice this morning. Um, I love cranberry juice. I'm a big cranberry guy. But stress is everywhere, and we all have to deal with it. And so, 
in dealing with it, how do we manage it? And that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about, what the stress management might look like. We've got some different ways to de-stress, and I'm not giving you just anything that I'm, you know, that I'm just pulling out of my ass here. I'm going to share some real articles with you. Excuse me one second. The old throat wants to dry out on me here. But we have got to deal with the stress, and the last thing we want to do is get quiet and let it eat us up. So there's a couple ways you can get immediate relief from stress. You can get a hug from a loved one. You can make some artwork, play some music. Do some aromatherapy, get into some breathing techniques, but there's all kinds of different ways to stress. And this one, 25 simple and proven ways to de-stress. And this is done on entrepreneur.com, which is very <laughs> particular to me. And this article was written a couple years ago. So I'd be wondered wonder if it would change at all here in 2022, almost 2023, as time is flying. But these are 25 simple and proven ways to de-stress. So let's see how realistic these are, and let's see if any of these would be something that could work for you if you're stressed out. Now, I know, to preface, I started out talking about only adult stress. Young people, I apologize, that's not fair. You guys have stress as well. And just because you might not be financially responsible for a house, a car, student loan, paying utilities, feeding kids, you've still got things that are going to stress you out in your school, uh, academic life, possibly in your relationship life, in your sports life if you're a student athlete. So I apologize, young people. I shouldn't leave you out. You've got your share of bullshit too. It just looks a little different than us as far as what it is, but still sort of has the same physical and mental strain on the human being. So I apologize. I overlooked you and I didn't mean to do that. So come along with me, young people, just because you might not be full swing in a career yet and you might be only a sophomore or junior in high school, it doesn't mean that you don't have bullshit. So a couple things. Number one, and wouldn't it just be so easy, is to identify your stress triggers. First things first, what exactly is stressing you out? And do you know what is triggering the reaction? So is it running late stressing you out? Is it financials that are stressing you out? Uh, wardrobe, oh, OCD. You know, what do you got? What is stressing you out? So for example here, you know, if your morning commute is your main cause of stress because of traffic, then you need to ask for a more flexible schedule, which I don't know how possible this was back in 2017 when this article was written. However, now we do see people that have two or three days where they work from home remotely quite regularly. Traffic is down. So thank you, COVID, I think. I don't know, but <laughs> it kind of took care of that. Another one here, take a 10-minute walk. Now, this has always been a good one. Um, a little bit of physical movement is good. Gets a little bit of an endorphin release in the mind. And I would double down on this. Not just any 10-minute walk, but if it's actually oh, if it's actually doable, get outside while you do it. Get into nature if you can. I mean, I think that's why some places like office buildings and whatnot, we're trying to put those little walking parks around their properties and stuff. It's just good for people to get out, get some fresh air, get moving, get the blood flowing. Very good for you. It does say exercise is one of the best forms of stress release. Perhaps a walk doesn't really strike you as exercise, but it's a great place to start. And damn it, those steps count. So 10-minute walk. Laughter. 
Laughter, we've all been told, is the best medicine. Research has found that laughing can decrease stress hormones, reduce artery inflammation, and increase HDL, which is the good cholesterol. This comes from Dr. Susan Steinbaum. I'm sorry, not a doctor. She is a DO. I'm not quite sure what a DO is, but she's one of those. (laughs) And uh, basically, once you start laughing, it forces you to feel better. So, turn to comedy or turn to that one person that can just make your stomach hurt from laughing. And that's my guy, Ed Paquette. He's been on this podcast. Um, I went over there a couple weeks ago to borrow a ladder from Ed. It turned into a three-hour visit and us just sitting in the garage, just busting balls and laughing. He even said while we were concluding our visit that the neighbors across the street are wondering what is so funny. Uh, you know, probably think we're laughing at them. We're not. We got 36 years of history between the two of us, and certain things are just funny. Uh, number four, slow, deep breathing. So breathe, even if it's only for a couple minutes, can dramatically decrease tension. Now, this is where, in some of the stuff that I've been getting into with like spiritual healing and meditations and things of that nature, this is. Another reason I learned when people are meditating, why they do the hum, you know, the, the like they're humming. There's something going on in the back of the throat with the vibration hooked up to neurotransmitters. And I know I sound like an idiot with what I'm trying to tell you right now, but there's something there. There's a connection there neurologically that releases tension and makes you feel happier just from that vibration that's taken place in the back of the throat and on the roof of the mouth from the om that right there. Okay. So you could laugh at it, but there's a reason they're doing it. And that's why. All right. So (laughs) breathing, take 10 breaths, focus on your feelings of anxiety and stress while inhaling and releasing and letting go while exhaling for six seconds. I don't know about this. Sometimes some of this makes you want to choke out, but breathing is number four. Get up earlier. Now, there's some people that don't want to hear this shit. (laughs) And it says even here, this isn't for everyone. But if you're more of a morning person, then start waking up even earlier. You'd be surprised at how much more you'll accomplish before everyone else is awake. Now, I do live this because I tend to get up between 6 and... I'm going to say 6 and 7 a.m. My average wake-up time is probably 6.18 if we were getting technical. But there are plenty of days where I have accomplished more before lunch And sometimes it's stupid. It's going and making sure I knock out the emails that I wanted to get knocked out for work. Or sometimes it's catching up on two, three loads of laundry before the family even wakes up. But there's a lot of truth to this. And you start to feel a little more accomplished, which helps de-stress you, believe it or not, throughout the day. There's also uh, something from the Navy SEALs. And this came from an admiral in the Navy. And he said, do you know why we make the bed every day? Because when you start your day... You make your bed, you make it the proper way. You've been up for five minutes and you've already accomplished something. So that's the one thing he took back into his civilian life is when I wake up, I make my bed. Because no matter what else happens that day, the first thing that I needed to do, I got up and I did it. And for him, that just sort of sets the trajectory of his day. And now he feels like he can accomplish anything simply because he made his bed. I'm not making it up, folks. This is real. Eat well. Now, this is a challenge, especially for us Americans. I don't want to speak about the rest of the world. There's a lot of times when I think the rest of the world eats a lot better than we do. I mean, 
You could say we've got all the food. I say bullshit. We've got all the sugar uh, and all the stuff that makes it colorful. Yippity fucking shit. Uh, some of you Europeans, you're eating a lot better than us. I promise your food's a little bit healthier, if not a lot a bit healthier. And you don't have all these goddamn preservatives and crap that are floating in your food, at least not to, to, to my knowledge. But, you know, most of these foods, moods and foods closely linked. So there's a lot of truth to the cliche, you are what you eat. If you eat like shit, you will feel like shit. Uh, if you don't eat, you, you've got no fuel, so you probably feel like shit. So, you know, a balanced diet is really important. Eating healthy, it improves your energy, makes you more productive, improves your physical, mental health. It can save you money because junk food is tending to be expensive. I mean, stop at McDonald's on a throughway right now and you're paying three, four dollars more than being at a regular McDonald's. And it's all honestly still very expensive. Um, eat your fish, eat your chicken, eat your beef. Um, I even pondered into something last week that perhaps that, you know, food pyramid that they used to show us when we were kids is all bullshit. Um, it was actually a marketing pyramid <laughs> is what they say, but I don't know. I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. I just want to help you de-stress right now. Step seven is to visualize a short visual, a short visualization can be the quickest path to getting centered. Just get comfortable somewhere quiet and imagine the person, place or thing that makes you happy. I'm going to go sit in my chair. I'm going to think about my wife. Get your minds out of the gutter. But this is visualization. Now, this is interesting, too. And what I try to do is some of these things, if I can piggyback on them at all, I absolutely will. And a lot of elite athletes will visualize what they plan on doing on the field before they get out there. And there is this connection between your mind and your body that, okay, this is what we're going to do today. So, if you visualize good things, if you visualize the positive, perhaps more inclined to get those things. Now, this is meditation. And I came across a piece the other day uh, where meditation isn't necessarily for everybody, especially if you don't understand uh, what the hell you're doing. So time and time again, this practice of inward focused thought along with deep breathing has been proved to reduce heart disease risk factors, including high blood pressure. So you've got a couple things going on with meditation. Number one, you're quieting your mind. Number two, you're concentrating on the breathing, which is one thing that they just mentioned a couple steps ahead of that that will you know help you de-stress as it is. So meditation, how long? three to five minutes, really. And you want to make sure you've got a quiet spot. You want inward focused thoughts. Meditation shouldn't be you sitting there beating yourself up. Meditation should be, how are we navigating this positively? I'm a rock star. How the fuck am I going to do this? That, that should be your meditation. That should be the inside voice to yourself. Uh, and you know, at least that's that's how I try to do it when I do it. Um, and I don't do it regularly. Uh, maybe I should, but I've got other things that I think kind of de-stress me a little bit faster. Uh, yeah, so again, that's not for everybody. But if you can do it, it can be very beneficial. Now, this one I've never heard of. This is called dry skin brushing. And this is what they could... Oh, okay, so exfoliation basically is what this is. They could have just called it that. But according to this Dr. Joseph Mercola, dry skin brushing is often used to brush off dead skin cells and also activate the waste removal via your lymph nodes. Okay, so let's see. 
Yeah, this one seems a little bit weird to me too, says the author, but uh, I I don't know. So anyway, dry skin brushing. Uh, I don't, man. So if you're really itchy, because this is my time of year where I get super dried out and my freaking ankle area will itch and but I don't know if it's de-stressing me. <laughs> I think it's doing worse, actually. Chew some gum. Now, this is new. There was a 2008 study from Swinburne University in Melbourne, Australia, that discovered that chewing gum can reduce the stress hormone cortisol in saliva by 16% during mild stress and about 12% during moderate stress. So just chewing some gum. Hmm. Interesting. So you're a little nervous, you're getting ready to go take a test, you chew some gum. First date, but chew some gum. You guys are still going on dates, right? Or what does that look like these days? I don't fucking care. I don't want to know. Anyway, <laughs> whoop, there it is. Okay, so let's see. What is this about? This is step 11, and it's literally called whoop, there it is. We hear a lot about how positive thinking can help reduce stress. But psychologist Gabriel Ottingen, author of Rethinking Positive Thinking Inside the New Science of Motivation, argues that positive thinking isn't what it's cracked up to be. Yay. She believes that fantasizing only helps temporarily and is actually counterproductive in helping us make our wishes come true. Instead, she suggests that we use a mental contrasting tool which she calls WHOOP, wish outcome, obstacle, plan. This involves closing your eyes, imagining your wish coming true for a few minutes, and then thinking about the main obstacle that's in your way. After that, envision the action that you would take to remove the obstacle. I think that's just called thinking, but all right. Number 12, and this one sometimes is hard, and there's been some, uh, I don't know, there's been some people that kind of debunk this, but this is get enough rest, quality sleep. And are you getting enough sleep at night? Sleep is essential to staying healthy and strong, but actually helps you handle stressful situations better. So just because you're in bed for eight hours doesn't mean you're getting quality sleep. Make sure you get the restful and restorative sleep each and every night by having a cool, dark, and quiet environment. I don't know about this one. They make it sound so easy, right? Like, oh, you're a little stressed out. Just go get some more sleep. But what if the stress is keeping you up? That's why there's 25 steps. You got to go do something else. Buy a plant. Listen, I say no to this because that plant in my house, inside, you're going to die. Outside, you will thrive. I will see you every year. You will be beautiful. I will pick your flowers. I will I will trim you up nicely. We will have centerpieces, with vase, a vase centerpiece with your flowers in it. Beautiful. House plants inside for me does not work. We kill them all. But this says right here, more than just beautiful air purifiers, they can also reduce stress and anxiety. Chamomile, jasmine, lavender, uh, morgeram, and skullcap. These are good plants for that. Now, I would wonder. We saw earlier, or we didn't see, but I told you earlier, aromatherapy could be good. So... Are the plants really just providing a element of aromatherapy? And can you achieve it with, oh, I don't know, Scentsy Wax or something? Number 14, count. Counting numbers gives your mind something natural to focus on instead of whatever is stressing you out. It can divert your thoughts and place you more on a serene track. 
I don't know about this one either, folks. That's a thing. I'm not going to tell you all these seem like they would work. I don't think I want to count when I'm stressed out. I think I'd rather go listen to music. Ah, now we're circling back. Hug someone. Make sure you have permission, though. Uh, but researchers at Carnegie Mellon found that hugs can protect people from stress and infection. Hmm. Cohen says that being hugged by a trusted person may act as an effective means of conveying support and that increasing the frequency of hugs might be an effective means of reducing the deleterious effects of stress. Interesting. So hug it out. Hug it out with your peoples. And I also, like, again, don't just go up and hug people. You got to make sure you really have permission, okay? And it shouldn't be a stranger. That's weird. But especially with what I'm about to tell you, because they said like 20 sec, a 20 second embrace is like the magic number. Like you'll clean your whole day out with a 20 second embrace. And so that's why I wonder if sex is so good for like your mental health. Like, are you ever in a bad mood? Like if you're getting regular sex, are you in a bad mood? Like I have to ask that person. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, hug someone, but make sure it's someone you know. Don't go up to the stranger in Walmart and tell him he looks like he needs a hug. Um, I just don't recommend it. Number 16, get out of town. Taking an annual vacation is good for you since it removes you from stressful situations. But not everyone has time or money to go overseas or disappear for a month. Even a weekend getaway like camping, camping or visiting a friend or family member and a staycation can be effective when you need to get to unwind. And I have noticed that. So we just came out of a long weekend. I'm kind of mean to myself. And I get in these ruts where I have a hard time justifying just sitting down and relaxing. But then here's the problem. The other people in my life don't have that problem. So instead of getting angry at myself, I get mad at them. You see what I'm saying? So if Jason North wakes up at 6.30 in the morning and decides that, you know, he shouldn't play a video game at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Because that's kind of my vice, folks. I like my video games. I like my sports games. I like my survival simulation games. I like games that make me think a little bit. Not necessarily fast-paced, just wailing on buttons. That's my unwind time. You know, I don't go out. I've got my bowling night and stuff. But, you know, that's with guys that, you know, I've known 20-plus years. My wife knows them well. Guys that were in the wedding, you know. So that's kind of my un my unwind. is. But I have a hard time letting myself. And even on this, this long weekend, I, I kind of found myself doing that too, where I have to stay busy all day. So in order for my wife, Katie, to have Friday off the day after Thanksgiving, she had to go in on Saturday and I had to stay busy every minute of the day, Saturday that she was gone pretty much. And I, I wasn't feeling all that hot either. And I, you know, I had made a comment that, you know, Hey, it's been a couple hours. I'm going to go sit down. And I did for about 30 minutes. And then I felt bad about it. And I had to get up and start doing stuff. So staycation for me is really, really hard. A staycation to me means I'm going to do some work around the house and try to justify my entire existence. And then if anybody else wants to just chill out and relax, I find myself getting mad at them because I think indirectly I'm mad at myself for not being able to say, dude, just go fucking sit down. Who cares if it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon? It's already been a full day. What more do you need? And I have a hard time doing that. So staycation not good for me. Adversely, getting the fuck out of town, I will forget everything for however long I'm gone. So I'll forget how to do my job if we're gone long enough. Try me. <laughs> anyway, digress on that one. 17 is unplug. 
British researchers connected the dots between raising stress levels and constantly checking a smartphone. There's an interesting piggyback on that, that the smartphone, the notifications on there, you should turn them off because they actually almost, you almost accidentally become addicted to the dopamine release of having a notification and the curiosity of what is it? Who's it from? What's it about? Is my is it going to change my life? Is this important? Blah, 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 blah. That's the one thing. Kind of going back to the other thing, get the fuck out of town. If I can get the fuck out of town or get into the woods, I don't have my cell phone. I mean, I have it for an emergency. God forbid I got to call 911, but I don't give a shit what's on Facebook. I don't care. Um, I don't need it. It's in my pocket to simply tell the time. And if I need to make a phone call, make a phone call. Um, so yeah, I really, Ooh, I feel that one in my soul. And yeah, how many of us, let's be honest with each other. How do you ever get to the end of the day? And you're just like, man, I've had this fucking phone in my hand all day. I know I'm not the only one. Anyway, number 18, the Nam yoga hand trick. Now this sounds kinky. Uh, Shellen Melnick, author of Success Under Stress, says it's simply applying pressure to the space between your second and third knuckle. The joints at the base of your pointer and middle fingers can create a sense of instant calm. Hmm. According to Melnick, it activates a nerve that loosens the area around the heart. So any of that fluttery feeling you feel when you are nervous ends up going away. Interesting. So there's a pressure point there, uh, the space between your second and third knuckle joints, okay, at the base of your pointer and middle fingers. That's kind of interesting. So if you just kind of like squeeze in there, you get a sense of some instant calm. Hmm, interesting. Number 19, visit your BFF. Studies have found during stressful times, visiting your best friend can decrease the levels of stress hormone cortisol, a.k.a. a couple weeks ago, borrowing a ladder from Eddie, losing three hours of my evening. Not that anybody gave a shit. We had really nothing to do. It was later in the evening. My family was winding down. His little ones were winding down. And three hours later, we were joking. And, you know, I had a ladder in my car and I took it home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, hang out with your best friend. It's good for you. The other one, number 20, practice gratitude. When it comes to increasing your happiness, improving your health, and coping with stress, there isn't, a, there isn't as powerful as gratitude. Uh, so there have been numerous scientific studies, including research conducted by renowned psychologist Robert Emens and Michael McCullough. They found that those who continuously focus on gratitude experience both, sorry, choppy uh, writing here. They found that those who continuously focus on gratitude experience both a greater emotional well-being and physical health than those who don't. So, interesting. The more grateful you are, the less stressed you are. And that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because if you're grateful, you're focusing, um, you know, on everything that's going positive. Like, Right? Like, that's what you're grateful for. So if you're grateful for your spouse, if you're grateful for your kids, if you're grateful for a career, if you're grateful for your health, like, to me, health is wealth, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm all the way grateful for that because if I'm healthy, and not just physically healthy, but mentally healthy, uh, I'm a better person. I'm a better friend. I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. And, you know, these are some things that, you know, and again, the reason I pondered into this is because this has been 
it's a very stressful time. We just came through like two unprecedented years of a bunch of bullshit. We've seen people at each other's necks over politics, uh, which to me is ridiculous. But, you know, there's extremes on both sides. So there's been a lot of stress in our world, in our society, um, you know, a lot of things. So another thing, and this probably isn't on this list, but turn off the fucking news and watch if see if you don't get a little happier. That doesn't mean you're ignorant and you don't know what's going on. But if you have to make a decision to actually open articles and begin to read, and you start cross-reading different articles from different news sources, you could start kind of constructing your own opinions without somebody, a talking head, more or less, on there trying to tell you what to think. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a much less stressed out, you know, in regards to society since I've turned off the news. And it's been over two years now. Um, you know, it was October of 20 uh, that I turned off the news and here we are in November of 2022 and uh, I don't give a fuck what any of them have to say. Okay. Number 21, discard and organize. Now this is a tough one for some people. My wife will tell you that her desk is a vision of success. It is a cluttered mess. She is the Einstein hair, you know, messy is brilliant. Um, I could never work at her workstation. I couldn't. It's just crazy. And not to say that the workstation doesn't get crazy from time to time, but somebody like me, I can't leave it like that. It affects me. My wife will simply flick that piece of paper over, let it fall on the floor, who cares, and get a new one. And again, I can't do it. She claims she's fine. I don't know. This one, this Katie, if you're listening, you could be stressed out because you're cluttered. That's all I'm saying. But it says here, clutter and disorganization cause chaos and stress. Don't believe me? How stressed out were you the last time you couldn't find your car keys or an important document? Ah, mm-hmm. Get rid of junk you no longer need and start organizing the stuff you have so that you know exactly where everything is when you need it. Uh, this is important to me. This one kind of punches me right in the soul, too. We had... I had literally spent uh, a period of time organizing. Hey, my apologies, folks. I had the uh, microphone cut out on me there. Um, but literally, I just spent the other day uh, organizing. I've, I got my product room. I organized that. It's got all the POP in there. All has to be right. Different brochures, price lists, my desk area. I mean, I always try to say, you would, you would think I didn't do any work, actually. I do. Um, but I just like it clean, you know, because even though my workspace is in my own home I still come down here you know my kids have friends come down here and I just pretend like everybody's a CEO and if you came down and you saw my my workspace you'd be like okay that guy's on his game he's got his shit together so I don't do good in in chaos and clutter I just I just don't I never have and uh, I never will uh, <laughs> number 22 this one this one kind of swings to my wife it's called get crafty Advent knitter and pediatrician Perry Class, MD, found that repetitive motions from crafts like knitting can soothe anxiety. And if knitting isn't your cup of tea, you could pick up hobbies like cross-stitching or making jewelry. In my wife's case, her craft is on those uh, Cricut machines. So some of y'all might know what that is. Uh, different vinyls, different you know ways of crafting and creating. She can make all kinds of different things. And uh, some of it's quite tedious, and she just loves the shit out of it. And you know what? I've never seen her in a bad mood when she's crafting unless she overextends herself, uh, you know, because she's not crafting for pleasure. She's crafting for a reason at, at that point. And, you know, if it's a PTSA thing or if she's trying to 
fill an order for a customer. I know we had a couple couple Christmases ago. She was doing that. She had sold some Christmas stuff and really nice. She enjoys it. You know, overall, I would say it probably cuts into her stress for sure. Uh, number 23, scream, sing, or sigh. Stress is a result of us not letting it out. One of the easiest ways to release this stress is just by letting out a good old-fashioned primal scream. Uh, if you can't do that in public, which I don't recommend just letting out a primal scream in public, uh, <laughs> you might take a ride to an institution, who knows. Uh, but even a sigh can work since it releases the tension in your upper body. You can also sing your favorite song as that releases endorphins as well. So when I'm flying down the road in my Kia Soul, blaring to the radio, I go ahead and see my client. They're like, man, he's in a good mood. That's why I'm singing the whole time I'm coming to you. I'm singing. That's what it is. I sing in the Nelson. Number 24, sit in a rocking chair. Shout out to the research from our very own right here in my backyard. The University of Rochester found that mild exercise of rocking in a rocking chair can release endorphins, improve your mood, and even reduce pain. Interesting. So I guess that's why a lot of the older folks like that rocking chair reduces pain. Anti-gravity, you ever sit in those Adirondack zero-gravity chairs like around a bonfire? Oh, those are beautiful. Like you're floating in air. Second to my hammock from Nicaragua. Thank you to my mother-in-law for that beautiful piece. Hand-woven, down now for the year. We don't want to let snow get in that. Anyway, number 25, and I swear by this one, folks, you gotta know how much gas you've got in your tank. It's called, number 25 is Create Calendar Cushions. This does not mean you are antisocial. This means you are smart. So that's if we're talking personal life. If we're talking professional life, one of the biggest stress factors is having an overbooked calendar. In the future, start creating cushions in your schedule so that you aren't rapidly bouncing from a point A to a point B. So for example, if you have a 10 a.m. meeting with your team, don't plan on a noon lunch meeting with a client. You're probably not going to have enough time to prepare, and you're going to have to drive like a maniac to get there. So plan for the meeting either later in the day or another day altogether. I swear by this. I have a pretty decent-sized territory, multiple product lines. I'm independent. There's days, if I have two or three appointments scheduled on a day, that's all I'm seeing that day is those two or three appointments. I don't have time for anything else, and that's okay. My, my focus needs to be on the appointment. Sometimes I have an appointment, and I can go and stop in and say hello to people in the area. That's okay. You know, my schedule allows it at that time. But this is a big one. This is a big one. Uh, you know, and making plans, calendar cushions, don't overextend yourself. And this gets tough. You know, we've talked to before on here, if you're, if you're in a nuclear family and your kids still live at home, your schedule isn't exclusive to the household. You've got other schedules, too, like my son works. My daughter's soccer season is still going for the travel team, the club team. But then for school, it's cheerleading time. So school soccer ends, you know, in, in October, get a little break, come into November, cheer season. Cheer season will go until, like, February, March. Then she'll get a little bit of a break. Not really because she plays that club soccer pretty much all year round. My youngest is still kind of finding her way with extracurriculars. But she's got a social life. You know, my niece is her best friend. And so there's rides to coordinate and things of that nature. So it is really important to uh, create calendar cushions, especially if you don't have a deep, deep support group. I'm blessed with the fact that my mother and father-in-law are retired. 
And, you know, there's certain days where they can go and pick Jake up from school. They can go take him to work. Sometimes they can pick him up, you know, usually take him to work. I'll always pick him up from work. I should be home at that time. But these are tough things that work into the daily schedule. And, uh, you know, not all of it is conducive to the nine to five uh, regiment that so many people had become so used to. So I guess in a nutshell, since since gratitude was considered a, a de-stressor, and I want to wrap this thing up because I've been talking to you too long now. Uh, but, you know, in a nutshell, I'm grateful for my flexibility. Uh, I'm grateful that I can still provide ends meet while providing flexibility and hopefully, in a sense, providing some sanity while at the same time providing some insanity uh, because it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, it's some days are good. Some days are crazy. Some months are golden. Some months are struggling. It's there's a lot going on, and uh, I know we just do the best we can, and I try to go and have a great attitude, you know, and it's easier said than done sometimes. So exposed ones, if anything on that list of 25 simple and proven ways to de-stress helps you out, that is awesome. I mean, some of them seem more logical to me than others. This is 25 things. I mean, this is a lot. If you find yourself having tried all 25 and you still can't de-stress, uh, I don't know. You got all kinds of problems. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, take care of your mentals. Take care of your mental health. Try some of these if you're going through a hard time. And just understand that there are people that you can reach out and talk to. And don't let this stress kill you. And to find out that one-third of adults are basically reported to be extremely stressed out. So when you're out in the world, try to navigate with empathy and kindness because one out of every three motherfuckers that you come across, whether you say hello, make eye contact, or simply walk by them, have a lot of shit going on right now. And it might be heavier than your shit. It might not be, but it might be. One out of three, man, that's 33% of the fucking people that you encounter on it. Like I say, whether or not you talk to them or not, you walk out of your house, there's 10 people on the sidewalk. Three of them have issues. That's what that says. So try to go out there with a little bit of kindness, a little bit of compassion in your heart. Holidays are coming up, uh, which is supposed to be a happy time, but for some people, an incredibly stressful and scary time. Uh, pressure, don't want to let the kids down, wife down, whatever. You know. So whatever you're going through, Use your resources. Try some of these. My favorite is laughter. I, I love it, and I do get up early. Uh, I wish I was eating a little bit better. I've gotten better uh, with my eating, my diet overall. I've massively cut into the alcohol because uh, I told you guys, I, I, I'm very honest with you guys, and in, 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 in some essence, sometimes when I'm doing these solo podcasts, you guys are like a silent therapist, and I'm just getting my shit out. Um but truthfully, uh, if, if, you, if you're hitting that bottle hard, you can put it down. I know you can. Uh, and there's a lot of us that hit that fucking bottle hard. And uh, I didn't find anything good at the bottom of it. I can promise you that. Uh, that doesn't mean I still don't like a drink. Don't get it twisted. But, you know, there's, uh, there's better ways to spend the day. And I've had conversations with, you know, several really good friends and colleagues. And with everything that we have gone through over the last two to two and a half years, I mean, there's a lot of us that would probably be considered full-blown alcoholics. Um, so, again, part of the soul-searching, part of the de-stressing, recognizing that, recognizing that alcohol is a depressant. So, 
if you're if you're super duper stressed out, you know, the first one or two drinks might mask some of that. Drink three and four might bring the demon out, and now he's sitting at the table with you, and you got to have a conversation with that demon, and you might not be ready to. So I just say bury that asshole, uh, and uh, and and don't feed it. But yeah, be careful with that. Um, Otherwise, try to eat better if you can and just uh, release those endorphins. Exercise is so huge. I often think it's overrated. Uh, you know, if you've got a spouse that wants to mountain bike, play in co-ed leagues, and, you know, I understand as we get older, we get a little more fragile. People get worried about injuries and shit like that. I mean, listen, fuck it, right? You cannot do anything and drop dead of a heart attack right now. So my philosophy is this, yeah, guys, and I'm going to leave you with this. Live with love live with a purpose and don't take anything for granted and uh yeah eat the steak drink the wine from time to time but do it all in moderation guys thank you so much for listening wherever you're listening from i appreciate you i am going to go try to enjoy some world cup soccer here it's been really tough to catch all the action in a big game coming up us and iran uh last game of the group stage that's coming up tomorrow really excited about that and uh, I'll be doing a podcast about, you know, the art of the draw <laughs> in the sport of soccer when it comes to round robins and league table standings because there were some angry Americans with the tie on England uh, the other day. And, you know, I don't want to get all into it, but that tie was a lot worse for England. Uh, that's the weird thing about soccer. That draw can feel like a win for America and a loss for England. Yes, they both got one point. America could have won. And uh, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't. But at the same time, a lot of our English counterparts were saying that they were going to beat the shit out of us and uh, zero, zero. So, uh, and, you know, Pulisic doesn't hit the pole, the crossbar. Eh, I don't know. Handle business, Iran, and uh, against Iran. And then uh, I'm pretty sure England will see you in the next round. Uh, maybe, but I'm pretty sure you'll get there too if you handle your business. So expose once. Until the next time, I'll talk to you all later. Y'all be good, and thank you so much for listening to the Northern Exposure Podcast.